0: Welcome to the Seek First podcast with Steve and Jordan. This is a podcast about seeking first the kingdom of God where we work, live, and play. The content of each podcast will correspond to the current sermon series at Ontario Christian Church, current events that rise up, and also to the church calendar. Thanks for listening.
1: Hey, welcome back to episode 15. Uh, we're grateful that you guys joined us for the second part of the parable of the prodigal son. And uh, we're looking forward to kind of getting into uh, the passage, specifically dealing with the older brother, uh, older son. But before we do that, we just want to read just real quick a couple of scriptures leading up to that passage, especially in regards to uh, the view of the father uh, towards his son who had uh, gone off and lived a rather wild life and then had Repented and come back home and uh, in that meeting uh, the father is excited about the fact that his son has returned He says and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate for this is my son For this my son rather was dead and is alive again He was lost and is found and they began to celebrate so just kind of setting the scene here real quick as we go into part two of this podcast is that uh, everyone, including the town, which probably weren't real thrilled with the brother wasting a lot of resources, but uh, because they the father was celebrating, I'm sure the town jumped back in to celebrate as well. The community did. Uh, everybody's uh, just enjoying themselves of the fact that uh, the, the wayward son has returned. And then suddenly we get kind of hit uh, between the eyes with the second part of this parable, specifically in regards to the older son's Uh, response to his father's grace and mercy and uh, towards the younger brother who the older brother feels squandered so many things. Uh, So if you wanted to go ahead and and maybe kick us off with reading that passage and starting the discussion, if you would, Jordan, in regards to the older son's response uh, to the father's love towards the younger brother.
0: Absolutely. And just uh, a reminder for the context of Jesus sharing this parable um, is that In uh, Luke chapter 15, verse 1, he says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. Keep that in mind as Jesus shares uh, this third parable in this sequence and um, what he's saying to the Pharisees and how he ends this story. So picking it up in verse 25, as as you said, uh, Now his older son was in the field. And as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called to one of his servants and asked what these things meant. And he he said to him, Your brother has come home and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. Mm. His father came out and entreated him. But he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you and I never disobeyed your command. of uh of a brother right of the younger of the yeah. younger to the older son what what jumps out to you as we read through that?
1: well there's so many things, but um I guess the first thing being um <laughs> the older son is hearing this party happening, and his response is like, what is up with this like mm. this is not what's supposed to be happening this uh I think like we we can read somewhat into the parable to think that maybe the uh, uh older brother is kind of hoping that dad would have rejected his son. Mm. Um, because he doesn't seem real thrilled with this. He said, your brother has come. The father says, your brother has come and your father has killed. I'm sorry, the servant said, uh, your brother has come and your father has killed the fat and calf because he's received him back uh, safe and sound. But he was angry, that being the older brother, and refused to go in. You see this man is pouting at this point mm. um, as he's hearing this party. But his father comes out to entreat him. And so I think it's just a really uh, cool picture that Jesus is giving us about the Father, our Heavenly Father, Mm -hmm. uh, who pursues us even when we're pouting, pursues us even when we feel that there's been a specific injustice done against us, in in a sense. Um, So that's, I think, the first thing that jumps out to me is that the Father's response to uh, the rebellious son in this moment um, is to go and talk with him, to meet Mm -hmm. him in the midst of his grumpiness and his... attitude. So that'd be the first thing I think that jumps out to me. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, And I was even thinking about verse 28 as well, but he was angry and refused
1: to go in. Mm -hmm. And
0: as we mentioned, you know, if you remember the context, Jesus is sharing this with uh, scribes and Pharisees. And how many times throughout the gospels do we read about the Pharisees grumbling or being angry about Jesus and who he was spending his time with? And like, the Pharisees are the older brother in the story. Um, and just the, like, he was angry and refused to go in. Like, that's a summary statement of a lot of the Pharisees' actions throughout mm-hmm. the Gospels. Like, they were angry, and they refused to go in. Or they were angry at Jesus, and they refused to celebrate uh, this thing he was doing, or that thing he was doing. And But then the mercy of the father, like you said, Mm -hmm. reaching out to them, even in that, which like this whole parable is an invitation to the Pharisees to come into the celebration. And so that's what jumped out to me first. And um, I guess just to, we had kind of said in the last podcast, like as we read through this parable and talk through it, asking the question, who are we in the parable? And I think to a degree, we're all the prodigal we've all, Squandered uh, what God has given us, and we've all said, I want your stuff, not you. But also to a degree, I think if we have uh, been following Christ for some time, there is a great danger of us becoming the elder brother. How do you think we um, avoid that, or how do you think we evaluate whether or not we are becoming the elder
1: brother? Um, my initial thoughts would be that... Um the elder brother wants to point to the outward actions huh. of the younger brother, like as if to kind of um, shelter his own heart, like his own thoughts away so that God can't see him. The father can't be uh, have gain access to what's actually going on in his own head and heart. I think there's a tendency at times for us to be in a defensive mode to point to hmm. the obvious signs of that individual's lost or here's the reason. Uh, it's so obvious uh, All the while maybe having a ton of pride in our own hearts And uh, not being self-aware of the fact that I've got my own junk And I need to be humble as well in regards to um, My own approach to others and God And understand that God uh, sees me as the same person as them Like we're all the same Made his image broken, fallen uh, in the need of salvation, and yet the this brother at this point, the older brother is going basically, look at how ignorant my younger brother was. He squandered all these things, all the while his own heart was hard towards uh, the grace and mercy of God. That'd be, I think, the initial. And then the other thing is, is that this younger brother repented. The mm. And so it's interesting that the older brother in the narrative, or the parable rather, jumps to a conclusion mm. without all the information. He doesn't seek any clarity. Uh, he doesn't seek to find truth. He doesn't try to find out, at least in the parable, right? It's just a parable, but he doesn't ask, you know, did did our, did our the brother come home humble? Like, is it, the, is it different now? He didn't ask these questions in the parable. So there's a lot of assumptions. Mm. So just being aware of our tendency to make a lot of assumptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that we need to gain clarity uh, would be one thing that, I guess, jumps out to me. How about yourself? Yeah, I think
0: even in that, it's the question that came to my mind was, he like you said, he didn't. He made assumptions about his brother. He didn't ask the questions. And who might we skip over asking the question? Like who have we written off that yeah. is too far from the grace of God? For sure. You know, and that's uh, man. That is some dangerous ground. And I, to a degree, it's probably in all of our hearts. Mine mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, if we even maybe maybe it's time to jump over there now. But we we have a scripture in Matthew we're going to bring up. But Jesus spoke the most harshly with the most religious like Jesus spoke the most harsh to the Pharisees and uh, in Matthew 23 um, in verse 27 this is the uh, fairly well known he's uh, giving seven woes to the scribes and Pharisees and this particular one uh, I think relates to this passage he says woe to you scribes and Pharisees hypocrites for you are like whitewashed tombs which outwardly appear beautiful but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness so you also outwardly appear righteous to others but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness so it's like i mean think about the the picture of a whitewashed tomb like on the outside it's clean but on the inside it's full of dead bones and Jesus is calling the pharisees whitewashed tombs he's saying outwardly appear outwardly you appear righteous, but within you're full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. And to make it relate to the story, like outwardly this brother, and he he goes into his speech, which I, we'll probably talk about more, the difference between the brother's speeches, but mm-hmm. the uh, speech that the older brother gave to his father was, look, these many years I have served you. I Think about all the personal pronouns he uses. These many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, like he doesn't even say my brother. He just says your son Mm -hmm. who has devoured your property with prostitutes. You killed the fattened calf for him. And it's all about you've never done this for me. And so outwardly he appears righteous. Outwardly he appears like he's done all these things for his father, which to a degree he has. But inwardly, if it was true and right, righteousness from God, it would be uh, looking at his brother and celebrating and rejoicing. Like he has come home. He has repented. We've waited for this day. He would share in his father's heart. And I want to share a quote from Tim Keller in his book, The Prodigal God, um, which if this parable piques your interest at all and you'd like to learn more about it um, further than this podcast, I think this is a great book. Um, I just recommend it to you. He says, The heart of the two brothers were the same. Both sons resented their father's authority and sought ways of getting out from under it. They each wanted to get into a position in which they could tell the father what to do. Each one, in other words, rebelled, but one did so by being very bad and the other by being extremely good. I mean, that line, they, they both rebelled, but one did so by being very bad and the other by being extremely good. And that just, that just sticks out to me so much. And is helpful because like they're both rebelling and but it just looks different and in the same way if we're not careful um we we might become like this too if we're not careful we could become like the older brother and have these tendencies and not ask the questions about people repenting or maybe we have written off people who we think are too far from the grace of God and that is in a form rebellion as well so any thoughts you have on that
1: well um speaking of uh, brought up the personal pronouns usage i mean the definitely the younger son ironically his his usage is i'm no longer worthy to be called your son Mm. that's how he says i have sinned against heaven and before you um i will arise and go to my father and i will say to him so i had like he uses these uh his personal pronouns are the opposite of the older brother right it's like Mm -hmm. i'm broken Mm -hmm. i need i need to be uh, forgiven i need to seek forgiveness Um, and so it was humility, uh, in that moment that occurred with, with the younger brother. And then like, as you pointed out with the older brother, his was the opposite. It was the defensive mechanisms of look what I have done. Um, and so it's a deflection like, Mm. um, and, and so he's definitely at play with pride, uh, being the weapon of choice uh, for himself in that moment versus humility. And, um, so yeah, definitely that jumps out, um, the two different approaches, uh the irony is is that even if the older brother had these initial thoughts, if he'd done the same thing which we we're gonna point out a little bit like this is left open ended right but mm-hmm. um if he had if he had had the same insights as the younger brother i am i'm in need of forgiveness as well you know then we'd see this his own whole narrative come full circle hmm. um in this as as well that's my thoughts on that specific section of that um anything else
0: yeah I think just um the you know, illustrating Jesus talking to the Pharisees there, he's he's very harsh with them. the the whitewashed tombs and I mean this is a correlation again. He the elder brother is a is in um, a picture of the Pharisees, you know, grumbling about Jesus eating with sinners and celebrating with them. Um, but still, and as you pointed out, but it, I think it's it's good to point it out after we talk about the harshness with which Jesus rebukes the Pharisees. Is the father in this parable? is going out to entreat the son. Mm -hmm. Like he, for the father to even leave a party um, would have been kind of shameful. You know, he's the host, he's uh, he's the owner of this property and this land and, and where they're having this party. And for him to leave the party is a big deal, but he loves this son so much. And in the same way he ran to his other son when his other son was coming back home in the midst of his sin, he runs to this son, even though this son doesn't realize he needs to repent. And so Jesus is always pursuing sinners. God is always pursuing sinners. And even in this, the father is pursuing the elder son who has rebelled by being extremely good and being a whitewashed tomb. So any more thoughts you have on that? Just the father pursuing this son as well, coming out to entreat him, saying, son, you're always with me. All that is mine is yours. It was fitting to
1: celebrate and be glad. Any thoughts on that? Uh, the last part is uh, a given I think for me I'm looking forward to getting to this part to be honest with you um you're always with me and all that is mine is yours is a phrase that he uses like you mentioned and uh just as a reminder to the the to the older brother that like I am the prize like my presence mm. is the prize mm. like you and I being together is the prize right that's the mm. that's the goal that's the win um and that's why we're celebrating is because now the other brother with me as well and so just presence is really important, Um, and that he's reminding the older brother that his presence is really important, so you've got me, and then what's the bonus is you've also got everything that's mine, it's yours Mm. as well, and so why are you wanting all this stuff for yourself when it's right in front of you, and so I think it blinds us to uh, the presence of the Lord, Mm. of what he's given us, like pride, and also always looking at other people, thinking they didn't deserve that, why do they get what I don't, and just... It's a bad place to be. We miss what's right in front of us. We can't mm-hmm. be fully present when we're always looking at the, what the felt injustices uh, that are going on around us. And so we miss out on exactly what it is that God is saying. I'm, re- I'm here with you. I'm present. Um, I'm for you, and all that I have is yours. And so come with me um, instead of trying to be so selfish with it. So, um, so I guess that jumps out to me. Son, you're always with me. And all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad for this. Your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is now found. Hmm. Um, and just so the reality that we are all back together again. And that's what mm-hmm. Jesus is trying to emphasize. Like, like you said, his invitation to the Pharisees is we want, I want you here too. Mm-hmm. Like humble yourself and be around the rest of us, you know, in these sinners, you're no better than. So let's all be one, one, uh, entity together through christ through god in this in this scenario and i got a really weird word picture in my head it's get it? this is, yeah this is no it's just kind of odd i mean the whitewash tomb thing i'm like well that is I mean, we don't use that term very often uh, but i was thinking like a rusty car that's been bondoed and then sold like as better condition than it is you know uh, and the reality is that if you know anything about like a bondoed car it's it looks really good, but it the integrity's not there, um, and then they're maybe lying about it or whatnot. So it looks flashy, but mm. it, it's not what it said they say it is, and so there may be something going on underneath all that with rust and whatnot. So that's kind of like the mental picture I got. Like whitewash tomb is awesome. Obviously Jesus used it for that era, but thinking of the word picture and then how we try to hide what's actually going on. Mm. Uh, and you and I had a lot long discussion yesterday about, mm. uh, authenticity. And I appreciated the pushback and challenge on those things. Um, and that's what Jesus is after here in this parable as well as for the older brother to be authentic with where his own heart and mind is and, uh, kind of opening up that door to give him opportunity. Like, do you see, do you see this? Mm. Like, uh, here I am. Uh, let's rejoice yeah, for you as well. Like we're together. This is a good thing. So, um, yeah, those are I guess some of my quick, off the wall thoughts. That so. was good. A bondoed car. The bondoed car. Yeah. Whitewashed tombs. Now is bondoed car. Right. Yeah. Or
0: a home that has been, you know, someone's flipping a home and they only worry about the aesthetics. Yeah. No integrity in there. Yeah. Right. Yep. Right. And the, uh, the sink wasn't installed right, and the plumbing's not great, and it's leaking, and you know, and all this stuff is covered up by, fresh paint and new mm-hmm. flooring and stuff, and it's yep. like that's not gonna last. So. Yeah yeah definitely don't live that way don't yeah let's not live that way <laughs> let's not live that way let's do the hard work that's right yeah let's not put the cart before the horse yeah, that's, good. Yep. that's good yep I think uh kind of probably as we close here, the invitation again to the Pharisees is to come in um and how how expansive is the love of God that yes it meets the son who squandered the property with prostitutes it meets the son who found himself among pigs because he squandered all that the father gave him and it, the the love of God runs to him remember we talked about the kazaza and and how the father uh, beat his son uh, to the entrance before they would have thrown and shattered the pa- the um, um, jar the jar why couldn't i think of that word that was interesting anyways the the father runs and the, the love of God how expansive is it that it It runs to save the prodigal son, the one who spent it all. But it also reaches out to the one who thinks that they are clean, but they are not. And it says, come in. You're not clean, but that's okay. Come in. I love you. And so, and that's how the parable ends. It ends with the father's invitation. It ends with the father saying, as you already read, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad, for this your brother was dead and is alive; he was lost and is found. And the parable just ends there, mm-hmm. and the son is still outside, because the onus is now on the Pharisees to choose to enter in, to choose to say, "I'm not righteous based off of my own standing. I I am a whitewashed tomb. I am, um, hopeless without God." And so. I just find that interesting that it ends with them outside. And I know we had uh, pulled up First Timothy uh, 2 4, and I'll just quote it real quick. But God desires all to be saved. Mm-hmm. And so this love of God that, that does reach out to all, even reaching out to the ones that Jesus was the most harsh with. So those are just kind of some of my thoughts as we close. What about you?
1: No, I, I agree. And I think that um, we all know that the little subtitles over the scripture are man-made right they're not mm-hmm. okay um just to put that out there because i i would suggest maybe it's not just the parable of the prodigal son but there should probably be a plurality there mm. they were both prodigal they're both lost yeah um one found a way and like you said the other one's just left open what are you going to do with it mm-hmm. um and then asking the opening question we did uh, both times and i appreciate you repeating that this time as well but who are you in the narrative? You know, who do you see yourself as? And then what is your response to the father, uh, in this, in your own life experience at this point, where do you find yourself? Um, and I'd say culturally, um, it's probably always been this way, but it just feels heightened as far as the division. Um, and obviously mm-hmm. it was present when Jesus was around. We see that broad daylight right here. Right, uh, But then uh, the desire to compartmentalize everybody out into different areas. Oh, you're mm-hmm. like this, or you're that, or, you know, God can't love you because of this. And um, we have a tendency to forget that uh, God is seeking, like his desires for all to come, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so being mindful that um, we're all sinners and that uh, we... What, who are we in this narrative, and what are we going to do with it? Like, are we going to mm-hmm. come to the Father? Are we going to re- be repentant? Are we going to seek out those who are lost? Are we going to, you know, uh, how are we going to respond to this? So I just kind of opened in question, just like Jesus left it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we do with it? What are you going to do with it this week, um, depending on who you see yourself as? If you're the wayward child, uh, will you come home? Mm-hmm. If you're the rebellious, prideful child, uh, will you humble yourself mm-hmm. and come home you know yeah. and be present because you're not present even at that state you're somewhere right. else wishing you would have had something you didn't so both are lost the question is uh, will will you come like will you come mm-hmm. to the father so this is kind of my i guess kind of closing invitation that I would have absolutely thoughts yeah i think
0: i think the beauty my closing thought is the beauty is that the invitation is the same for both like absolutely. you said come home and and come into of the father's love come and respond to his great welcome of us as we are and to love us and kill the fat and calf and clothe us in his own clothes you know it's like um
1: like wearing his righteousness and and wearing his name so yeah and if you guys uh we don't we haven't done this in the past podcast but if you if you don't uh know what to do your next step and you're struggling with your next step in this even mm-hmm. um, reach out to us first at gmail.com look us up ontario christian church Um, we would love to have a conversation with you about what it would mean to walk towards the father and his grace and mercy and his desire to meet you where you're at Uh, so just just a clear invitation we'd love to hear from you if you're struggling and we'd like to walk with you so thanks for listening this week and we look forward to chatting with you uh, in the next podcast god bless Thanks for listening to the Seek First podcast
0: with Steve and Jordan. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please feel free to reach out to us, as well as any topics you would like us to consider in the weeks to come. We encourage you to continue to seek first the kingdom of God where you work, live, and play. Blessings.